Hello everyone and welcome back to probably the most useless podcast out there. Uh, today I wanted to talk about competitiveness. Now, normally I'm not a competitive person. I'm very passive in everyday life and I don't really stress over anything. But there is one thing that every time I interact with, it just brings out that demon in me and I get hyper competitive to the point where I must win. And if I can't win, I will play until I do win eventually. And that's racing games, right? So my affair with racing games began really early on in my gaming life, where the first proper racing game I used to have was WRC4 on the PlayStation 2. And when I first got it, I didn't like it that much. You know, I'd play it just cause it was a game. And at the time it was one of the first games I had with my PlayStation. So I just kind of played just to burn time, but it was never really my thing. It wasn't until much later on that I kind of got a little bit of a feel for it. And I really decided I liked that kind of thing. And I'd go on time trials because WRC, is one of these games where like you you don't compete with other racers directly on the same track where it's multiple cars at once instead it's kind of more like a time trial type thing where like they'll give you times that other drivers had achieved and you had to try your best to beat those times and as you can imagine at the beginning it was really awful which is why i hated the game it wasn't fun because i couldn't do anything but as i kept playing it eventually I would get closer and closer to the times to beat and everything and to the point where I became fairly competent. That was my first time with racing games, but although I was getting good at it, I really didn't fall in love with that game and so I never really played it that much. The competitiveness mostly came in from the multiplayer where I'd have friends over and we'd just race and race and race. and. I got good at it like that and I got good when it came to playing with friends but in my own free time I still never play that game. I don't really play it with my friends just because it was also one of the only two player games I used to have. It wasn't until I went to my cousin's house, the same cousin I keep referencing back in all of these episodes because one of the early games he got was Midnight Club 3 and first time we played that game we raced. Of course I lost horribly and after losing a bit i think he felt pity on me so he decided to change the game mode and, and then just let us go free roam and that was when i really fell in love with the game because up until that point i had never in my life even registered the possibility of a game that lets you go anywhere and then just kind of do what you wanted or a game that was designed to do that because up until that point most of my games were pretty linear and with the exception of driver for the ps1 it had like a like a a kind of free roam mode i believe and i play that but since then i had nothing else of any kind of similar experience so we he puts in the free roam mode i fall in love with it and i just generally now start liking car games now because up until that point my bread and butter was mostly just like little adventure games or arcade shoot them up and beat em up games but this kind of changed things for me because i i just fell in love with that game and 
in a really unhealthy way because it became a game where I would constantly just spend hours and hours and hours upon hours just kind of playing it and just, you know, doing absolutely nothing with my time. And it was really difficult for anyone to pry me out of that game. I think I had an addiction to that game looking back now. But anyway, that game kind of opened the gate for me to then experience other racing games through my cousin though because at the moment the only game I really wanted was Midnight Club 3 and I didn't give a damn about any other racing game because for me Midnight Club 3 was the peak and nothing else mattered and um, it is funny because the competitive nature of it really of racing games and me being competitive in them flourished from the interactions i had with my cousin while playing it because he'd make us race a lot and he'd always win and in the beginning he had nothing to worry about because i was just really bad at racing games and it went on like that for a really long time until eventually i started getting good because i used to play free roam a lot and i just kind of got used to how cars handled in that game and i got fairly decent at racing so then he'd have to do like really odd tricks like convincing me some of the slower cars were cooler than the faster cars and that's how he'd keep um, beating me but eventually every now and then he'd want to give me a fair shot so we'd play and then you'd get really really close and then that was kind of the first embers of my competitive nature in these games kind of emerging and there was a time where I believe he gave, he traded the game Midnight Club 3 for Need for Speed Underground 2, much to my dismay. And um, I was kind of forced to play that game. Luckily, Underground 2 still had like multiplayer functions, so it wasn't all bad. And they were very similar in many ways, so I could kind of still have fun with it but it was a lot more race for focus than Midnight Club 3 was and there was a lot more race modes and yeah so we started playing that and then this is when like now my skills at racing games really started to flourish because while playing that game I was involved with the races a lot more whereas with Midnight Club 3 I really only want to do free roam with Need for Speed Underground 2 I became active in the races now and me and him would actually participate in like the story mode races just to progress the story and get better cars and things like that so initially I started off just doing like the normal races I got good at that and I got to the point where I could consistently win those races and then my cousin didn't like it because it means I was also getting better and better and he couldn't beat me as easily so he did what he only told me about this like a few months ago and I was pissed when I found out what he'd do was he would set my controller's transmission to manual so I'd have to manually shift gears while racing which I couldn't do and at the time because I didn't know he did it I just didn't know it was a thing at all I was just wondering why my car wasn't going fast and he'd have his controller set to automatic so he'd just beat me and eventually after a while of doing that he let me know he, or he lied to me that you had to learn manual transmission to play the game that it was the only way and i slowly now being young at the time i didn't notice the inconsistency because there was a time where when i wasn't playing with him everything was okay but every time i played with him suddenly he was telling me it was manual transmission and everything so he kind of forced me to learn how to 
deal with manual transmissions in Midnight Clubs, in uh, not Midnight Club, in Need for Speed Underground 2. And I got used to it and I started to get good again. And then now that's when now like racing games became a staple for me because once I learned that, I really started enjoying the race. I enjoyed the feeling of winning. And that was like now me really kind of nurturing the competitiveness in, in racing games, which I would then have up until this day. And which is a main factor why I enjoy racing games a lot, but also why I don't play them. Because when I play racing games, sometimes I play them in a way that isn't really healthy. And I'll explain what I mean by that later on. So after Midnight, after Need for Speed Underground 2, eventually we reverted back to Midnight Club 3. And now this time I was really participating in the races now. Because now I had a thing for races now. I enjoyed them now. So I wouldn't just free roam anymore. I'd spend a large part of my time racing now. And um, it went back and forth between those two games for like, I can't remember, be like two years or something like that until eventually I would find myself playing Need for Speed Carbon, which is the first Need for Speed game that I ever personally owned. And I remember first getting it, like it was now all me, like I didn't have help from my cousin or anything. It was just me and Need for Speed Carbon. And at first I was comparing it a lot to Need for Speed Underground 2 because I thought they were both Need for Speed games, they'd be fairly similar. But in many ways, Carbon was a lot more restricted, you know, fewer class cars, no SUVs, you were restricted to like tuner cars, muscle cars and exotics, which kind of bummed me out. And in my personal opinion, the game wasn't as enjoyable in free roam mode as Underground 2. I think the main reason for me was at the time was because Carbon had the police and I didn't like police chases at the time. I found them too stressful and they made me panic and I just never liked them. And unfortunately Carbon had a, Carbon really had a lot of them whereas Underground 2 I don't think did. But I eventually made peace with it and I got used to the police chases and I would then finish the game now. The first time I played Carbon I remember it so clearly because it used to piss me off. I had a really difficult time because I'd choose exotics because, you know, there were the cooler looking cars. You know, it was like Lamborghinis and Koenigseggs and all of these really exciting looking cars that you only see about in like movies and everything. And, you know, the way those cars are designed, they're meant to evoke this feeling of thrill in you. And they're really good at evoking a sense of excitement in really young children's minds, you know, which is why so many people, their dream cars are exotics and things like that. And things like Lambos and roofs and all of these things. So I get the game, I go the exotic route because that's the thing when I play games where if games give me an option of like car types or character classes, I tend to choose one and then just stick with it forever. And I try my best not to diverge from my set character type, or in this case, from my, from my selected car profile type. So I chose exotics and the whole way, never even touched tuner or muscle cars. It was just purely exotics the whole time. And that was the path I went on. And the first time I played Carbon, I had a really rough go of it. 
it took me a really long time to beat that game. It was, and Carbon is a relatively short game, but it took me weeks and weeks and weeks because I just wasn't good enough. And I had to slowly learn and just kind of get good and get used to the game and everything. So I, I eventually got to the point where like I got used to driving exotics, I got used to handling the cars and everything, and I beat the story mode through a lot of pain because in Carbon's last, in Carbon's case, sometimes you have canyon races, and in the canyon races, the goal is stay behind your, stay as close as you can to the other racer in a canyon race. The closer you can keep up with them, the more points you get. And then after you do that in the second stage, you now have to try and be in front and keep them as far back away from you as possible. And I hated these races. I couldn't do them. I despised them, especially the last boss who had that red Audi R8. I remember it took me multiple days of trying to beat that guy. And it just, the final day was like a solid, like what? 10 hours, 12 hours of just that canyon race before I could beat him. And I finally did and I felt so proud of myself. And after that, I just had no interest in playing Carbon Story Mode again. I was sick of it and I didn't, and I couldn't bear the thought of having to do all of that again. I, I couldn't. And then after that, the majority of the time I played Carbon was only with friends now after that where I kind of got even better at racing and the competitiveness in me got even worse because now it was beat my friends. And we used to push each other, playing hours and hours at a time for days and days and days, just slowly getting better, finding the best routes and just optimizing our times and everything to the point where because of my friends and everything, we would all, we would all like customize our own cars and then just like tune them and everything, decals, rims, tints, paints, and then even like the handling of the cars with like uh, trying to balance out between having max speed and acceleration and even having like um, the handling whether we wanted like um, understeer or oversteer or whether we wanted it to be dri drifty and all of these things. We did all of that in an attempt to just like figure out what driving style we liked best and just trying to optimize the best for us so that we could keep beating each other and it was really bad we we used to have intense races it was really fun but oh boy we really overdid it so then after a while of doing that inevitably the thing with all places and tools happened where you take your memory card to a friend's house and then they inevitably at one point override some saved data in which case it was mine they had saved over my carbon my need for speed carbon data and I had lost everything. All my progress, my story and everything. So I basically had to restart the game from scratch. And I was pissed off because all I could think about was that 10, 12 hour day I spent just trying to beat the last boss on that canyon race. And it was just such a daunting thought to have to go through that again. But eventually I said, eventually after putting it off for a long time, I said, you know what, man, let's just get it done with let's just um sit down and just get to it and by this point i had been playing a lot with my friends so i had gotten really good at need for speed carbon so i go this time i decide okay i did um 
I did the exotic car now, but now I kind of want to do muscle cars because when I was playing with my friends, I got really into muscle cars. I had got used to their understeer and how difficult they were to turn, but I loved that acceleration, that straight line speed. So I chose the muscle car out this time. And to my surprise, I don't know whether it was because of the muscle cars or it's just because I had been playing so much that I was now leaps and bounds better than I was than when I first went through the game or maybe a combination of the two. This time around, it was a lot smoother and I had, um, I got through the game relatively quickly. Like I was done with it in a week. And what really shocked me was the last race with the final boss. Cause this time I had taken like the Corvette and he had that Audi R8. And we're doing the, the first race, which you go through the seat and everything, no problem, did that. Kind of challenging, but I got through it. Now came the Canyon race, which was what I had been dreading this whole time. And to my surprise, I realized that I could actually overtake this guy in the Canyon race because of the way I had tuned the car and the straight line speed it had. So before the first corner would happen, I would overtake him. And then it just became a matter of keeping him behind me for like a good 20 seconds or something like that. And then the race would automatically end and I win the game without having to go through the second stage, which blew my mind. So I did that, beat the game, and that kind of just instilled this deep love of muscle cars. Because up until that point, I was never a fan of muscle cars and I didn't really want much to do with them. But after that win, <laughs> to this day now, I have a soft spot for muscle cars, especially like Corvettes and Dodge Challengers and Camaros, Ford Mustang. Just, I love all muscle cars now. I have this deep-seated respect for them and they just, every time I see one, it just kind of makes the little 10-year-old boy in me just jump with joy. So we did that, finished carbon. Then now I had a really long hiatus from playing games and it was something that I never touched a racing game for a really long time after that years and years until late high school I got into mobile gaming and mobile gaming was kind of my gateway back into gaming full-time because once I had done mobile game uh, once I had played a few mobile games I, I eventually wanted a PlayStation 4 I got that and then I got really and then I went head first back into gaming as like a really good hobby of mine. So I get to online gaming and not online, mobile gaming. And the first one of the mobile games I used to play was Asphalt 8 Airborne. And that game was a really good racing game, really competent racing game. I used to play it just casually offline from time to time. Then I eventually tried my hand at online playing, was really awful at it. Partly because I didn't have good car upgrades because, you know, to get online play, you have to have really good cars and things like that. And this was before, this was like the early days of Asphalt 8, before they had like the, um, the daily limit, before it got really, really horrendous with its microtransactions. Where like before they put like the daily race limit or the fuel points that you needed to race. And once you're out of fuel points, it had to recharge. This was before all that when Asphalt was, in my opinion, at its peak. And what I do was, I, I realized that if you could win three online races in a row, you would get like a money multiplier. So it'd be like times two earnings. 
So I grind and grind until I won enough races to get that. I got it and then I grind because it lasted 24 hours. And for that 24 hours, I'd play 18 nonstop. I would completely put everything else on hold in my life and then just play that, which was really unhealthy because I wouldn't eat. I My phone would overheat and to counteract that, I just, at the time, like with Android's phone back then, most phones you could just like kind of like take off the back cover. So I did that and then I would, with the exposed battery, I'd take like a plastic bag, fill it with ice and then just have it lay on my phone as I kept racing, which um, thank God nothing bad ever happened to my phone or me doing that. But I do it and then I just play for like hours on end. And I'd grind up, get car upgrades, use that to play online, and then just keep playing until eventually, after weeks of doing this, I got good enough to now play, to now like um, rank on the competitive rankings. Cause like um, the, the, the way Asphalt worked was back in the day, you would have like weekly events where like, if you ranked in the top three, top five, sometimes top 10, you get like either some money, some car upgrades or even whole cars. And I got to the point where I started ranking in those top tens. And at my peak, I would even be in top three. And I remember it, it used to be like out of like 50,000. So I'd always see my rank was like one out of 50,000, two out of 50,000, three out of 50,000. And I just play with these mostly Korean guys because most of the people who are at the top had Korean names. And um, I couldn't read them. I just knew the characters were Korean. So I used to play with these guys and we would go back and forth, back and forth. And there was one weekend where I really wanted to be number one. And apparently so did this guy in like the quickest laps for, at the time, it was like a race in, in one of the China stages. I believe it was China state. It was one of the China based stages. And in this track, I remember it, it was like he'd pull like a 151, then I'd pull like a 150, then he'd do like a 149, then I'd come a few hours later with a 148. And we just do that back and forth for like two days as we just kept trying to beat each other and got to the point where we were, we were like racing with like milliseconds, but we were just like 141.8 to 141.5 to 141.3 and all of these things until eventually i think we we had very similar times where like it wasn't even milliseconds anymore it was even smaller distance than that and i think i held number one for like a day a full day and then he eventually crept up on me and then he got like number one where like it was like 141.54 and i was like 141.55 and i just couldn't beat that extra point one and it got to the point where like it, it got to the point where it was like me and him and then a very distant third and then everyone else and at that point i remember i spent i nearly like damaged my phone's battery because that whole two day that whole two three days i was racing with that guy it was like 18 hour stints and i was just like taking my battery up like um, my, my phone was overheating constantly and I had to just have ice ready on hand the whole two days just making ice to fill up these plastic bags so that I could keep on playing and that was like a really which is why I say to this day I try my best to avoid racing games because every time I play one that same level of like 
obsession always raised its head because it wasn't limited to just asphalt. Because what happened was after asphalt, I then had a stint where I got a PS2 again and I wanted to play one of the Gran Turismo games. I don't remember which Gran Turismo, I think it was Gran Turismo 4. It was one of the later or the last Gran Turismo game to come out on a PS2. So I got that game, started the career from scratch. And by this point, I was accustomed to arcade racers and not, and not simulators. So I was really bad off the bat, awful. Couldn't do anything in this game, but I stuck with it. Then like a week later, I got competent, started doing the, you know, the career mode, working my way up from scratch. Then I, I had it down. And I had the cars I got, I knew the cars I liked, what type of cars, and I just stuck with it. And I would play for like 16, 18 hours a day, non-stop. Just from the moment I woke up to the moment I slept, I had to be forced to eat sometimes. Just like I had to be reminded to eat and sometimes I just put it off as long as I could because I just wanted to get this last race in, improve that lap time. I spent hours just like, I spent hours on the driving school part of the game a long way, like certain races were restricted to certain licenses you needed to get. So then I just kind of spent hours finishing the race, um, the, the driving school, so then qualified to get those licenses so that I can do these races. And I remember I got to the point where like I was doing really good. I could do almost every race in that game with the exception of some of the special events where like you had to run through really narrow city roads without touching them couldn't do those but aside from those i could do everything else in that game and again it was really unhealthy because i spent weeks of just barely leaving the, my room just playing this game luckily it was like it was like a school break so i wasn't in school anymore but i was like i wasn't doing much and i remember my dad complaining about it too and me saying yeah yeah you're right I, I promise i won't do it again but i'd still do it just i'd make sure he wasn't around when i did which was a lot because he still had to go to work and everything so throughout the day i just like wake up do everything i need to do in terms of like chores in the morning and then just do nothing the rest of the day except play this game and after i did that it time came to try my ultimate channel i started doing like the long endurance races where it was like race for three hours four hours five ten hour get races and i had done most of them really well and i just like I, I had like pit stop strategies and everything i'd race them and like it wasn't even like a thing anymore it wasn't even something i struggled to do with anymore the problem came now was when i tried to do the 24 hours of le mans race which for the ps which for that game really was 24 hours and I got like 13, 14 hours deep and I wasn't gonna stop. It wasn't until I think I kind of had this moment where I was like, this can't be healthy. This can't be good for me because I've been at this for this long. And if I, if I happen to mess up, I know which might happen, you know, I still have like another 10 hours to go. I will restart it and i won't stop no i will restart this race and go through all of this again i do not care how long it takes me i will do this and it kind of made me think like this can't be healthy so i eventually stopped the game and then just kind of 
limited myself to the racing games I play now because now I tend to avoid them or if I play them I really do have to try my best to limit my amount of time with them because if I don't I will go down a pretty dark path that I don't want to go through again because I do not know when to stop when it comes to racing games all other games I, I'm okay you know I'm, I'm, I'm never as involved in any other game uh, aside from racing games which is odd because for whatever reason with racing games i think it's because of that competitiveness i had growing up playing them with friends and everything i do not particularly enjoy racing games more than like um, my i enjoy my open world games or even my adventure games now or my role-playing games i do not enjoy racing games as much as those but i am a lot more involved when I play those games, when I play racing games in compared to the other genres. Because when I play a racing game, I play to win. And I will not stop until I do. If I suck, oh well, I will get good. And that is a must. And I just don't know when to stop. So I tend to now avoid them as much as possible. And if I do play them, I like set timers. I'm like only two hours. Or I give myself I give myself limits now. But even then keeping to those limits is really, really hard especially with simulation games now because although uh, i still kind of always had the urge to go back to it and one of the ways i tried fighting that urge was i eventually found out about euro truck simulator and with euro truck simulator it is a simulation technically car game but it's not really racing it's just you are role playing as a trucker driving across europe just making deliveries that's the whole basis of the game but it kind of just it consumed me and i'd spend days and days the same problem happened i just spent days just playing that game and then just grinding it out and just kind of you know building my trucking and logistical empire in that game and it also got really unhealthy for me because it would be like 16 hours 10 hours doing like long hauling and everything and there was a time where i used to play it with my friend he'd have like a pc i'd have a pc we just kind of play like through the weekend and everything but when on the stints that i was alone it got really really bad and really really addictive for me so i also had to stop that and whenever i play i still play it but now i have to really really fight the urge to overplay and just give myself limits so yeah it's really odd honestly i don't know why i'm like that and i don't know why racing games do that for me but i am curious if if anyone actually listens to this episode do you guys have games like that that also just kind of you really shouldn't be playing because for whatever reason you get really addicted to them because for me it's the racing game. i thought it was just racing games but i think it's just any game where i can drive I think it's driving games in general because Euro Truck Simulator wasn't a racing game, but it still, you know, um, got me hooked. And I think it was Euro Truck Simulator 2, not the original. Euro Truck Simulator 2, I believe, is what it was. Sorry for the mistake. But I just, I don't know why, but like they just get me and I have no idea why. And I actively avoid them nowadays because I know if I get a good racing game, I'm done. I'm not coming out of that hole again. But I think I'll end the episode here. Thank you all for listening. I hope you guys have a good one. Have a good time. Have a good day. Have a good life. Stay kind. Be, be, 
a non-asshole to people and just stay frosty. I'll see you next time. Peace out.